0: Welcome to the O Brother Show, a somewhat comedic podcast where two very different brothers talk about life, learning, and whatever else is on their minds.
1: I'm Peter, and I'm Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How was your week this week?
0: My week since last time we talked was good. It went by really quickly. I was having to sit here and think about what my week was, what I even did this last week. Um, it was good, kind of filled with random stuff and. Don't feel that accomplished but you know sometimes we have slower weeks and sometimes we have faster weeks that
1: was yours that's okay some weeks are different um, than others I'll make up for for your week then and say that <laughs> I started on making some YouTube videos and I filmed three this week and I'm planning on launching yeah launching um, a YouTube channel next Monday and um, kind of have some ideas for for videos and trying to do them more regularly so that's exciting. Um, that was fun to kind of get some videos in the, in the queue ready to go. Nice. Should we jump right into our questions for each other this week? Sounds good. All right. First question, if you're ready, what topic could you spend hours talking about? The one that
0: first came to mind was tiny houses, just since that's the world I'm living in right now. Um, Me and my wife, Sarah, are in the process of building a tiny house. Our minds are constantly thinking about different things that would be cool to have in the tiny house or different ways of doing stuff to utilize space differently or more um, efficiently. And there's just a lot of different pros to having a tiny house. There's some cons, but less in my opinion than most people might think. So that's a topic that I think I could spend and have spent hours talking about.
1: Very nice. Yeah, we spent some time talking about that on the show. So that's cool. And... Are there many people that you've spent hours talking about that topic with or mainly just your wife?
0: Uh, no, we have a few friends here. One of our friends um, actually has the trailer already to build a tiny house, um, so we've definitely spent a lot of time talking with them about it, um, some of our other close friends, um, as well as my other brother, Jason. Um, he's been kind of helping me build a tiny house that so we've gone back and forth talking about tiny houses and how to utilize them a lot. So yeah, there's definitely some people that I've talked to about it um, for long periods at a time.
1: Nice. That's cool to have a variety of people to discuss things with. Yeah, absolutely. I know I could talk about, you know, with the right person or the right people, I could talk about design updates and changes like in a brand logo or website or little updates in different apps or whatever. Um, I get really excited about all the little design details, you know, if this feature has been improved or the logo has been changed or updated um this week. And so I have an iPhone and in the app store it has a little description for each app when there's an update, you know, what's changed and everything. So I usually read those too to see what's changed in the app and kind of pay attention to to what's new. And uh the Slack app this week said that there was a big redesign, rechange of the layout with some different, you know, quick buttons at the bottom to access different parts of the app. I'm like, ooh, that's exciting. And so I you know, updated it and went to the app and found that it was still the old, the old layout and design. I'm like, huh, I know things sometimes take time to, to reach different people or only updates are only pushed out to some people at a time first, and then eventually it reaches everyone. But I hadn't got it for a while, and then I told my wife Savannah about it, about the update that I was waiting for and that it didn't come. And then it was later that day she texted me and said that her Slack app updated. I'm like, man, I just checked earlier a few hours ago and mine wasn't updated yet. Um, and then I looked again and it still wasn't. So she came to my office and uh, showed me her, her phone and her Slack app and how it was updated and I could compare it side by side to mine. And still mine, my app hasn't updated yet. So that's a bummer. I'm waiting for this update to reach me, but oh well.
0: That's really funny. Uh, in case it's any constellation, my app has updated as well. So sorry. Well, thank <laughs> I you. I wasn't even. Thank uh, you. I, I just I was trying to send a message to somebody, and I opened Slack, and then like the little message bubble popped up with like, "Hey, we've changed some things around. You now have to swipe for this or, or something like that." And I was like, "Oh, okay. I just want to send a message, but you know, I will poke around this later." So if you want to see it on the Android, mine uh, mine is updated too.
1: Very nice. I just looked again at my phone and it still is not updated.
0: I'm sorry. It is one of those things where if you're waiting for something and other people have it and there's no necessary like logical reason why you don't, it can be kind of frustrating for sure.
1: Yeah, it's like the one guy that really cares about it and wants to see the update, it doesn't come. And then, you know, all these other people that don't really care that much, it comes to them. So, oh, wow, well, kind of I'm same, waiting. Uh,
0: the same conundrum as a watched pot never boils, right?
1: Yes, although it does with enough time,
0: maybe. And salt, salt helps. So I've heard. So I have a question for you. If cartoon physics suddenly replaced real physics, what are some things you
1: would want to try? I would definitely run right off a cliff and then turn around and run right back. Yep. (laughs) Number one. Number two, I'm pretty sure cartoon characters, they seem to constantly fall off from, like fall from heights and never get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely try that. And beyond, that's about all I came up with so far. Um, what about you?
0: Uh, pretty similar to you. I just liked this question because I thought it was funny, and uh, I had a flashback to two different cartoons, um Pink panther um, and like the skit of when the guy's building, like the other little guy is building the house, and then they're running around it and falling off of the great heights, and like nails and boards will land on them, and it'll just pop back up and keep going and then also. It's like this old Disney um, short kind of thing. I think it's Goofy or some character like that, um, but it's where he's using a like slingshot, basically, like a human-sized slingshot to fling himself into the air with like a hang glider kind of thing. And it's like the physics of that like, are somewhat real, but how they are in the cartoon aren't real. So I think that would really be fun, just to have, like, make some little wings and just slingshot myself into the air and fly. I think that'd be pretty fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, because then you could, you'd probably end up maybe falling, and then you wouldn't get hurt.
0: Exactly. It'd be really fun to live in, like, a cartoon world for, like, a day.
1: Yeah. Are there any cartoon characters that, like, ever get hurt? Or is it all, like, Mm -hmm. there's no repercussions for any of their actions, are there?
0: Not a whole lot that I can think of. I'm sure there's some out there that we're not thinking of, but most of the ones that I can come up with, they don't really, yeah. Yeah. It's not like they get a scar or anything like that for all the times that they've fallen off of cliffs or whatever.
1: So I have another question for you, um, somewhat random. But what do you think about when you hear the word classy?
0: Classy. To me, I, I actually kind of like the word classy. I think it definitely means think different things to different people, of course. But keeping things classy or just like try to be classy about stuff, I think is nice. So I, I think about more so just like clean and thought out approaches to stuff. Like if you're going to keep your house classy, you don't need like a bunch of random stuff. You just need it like simple, clean, elegant, um, same kind of thing with like the way you dress. keeping it classy, you know, you don't need super bright colors. You don't need all these fancy things. Just nice pair of blue jeans, you know, a good sensible shirt, nice pair of shoes, you know, same thing. Nice pair of slacks, you know, a blazer or whatever. And you just don't need all these like over the top things if you want to keep it classy. Um, so no, clean and simple is like almost what I think of when I think of the word classy.
1: Yeah, stuff that kind of um, lasts the, the test of time and doesn't really mm-hmm. get outdated or isn't something that's just trendy and then will go away. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. You can see that throughout fashion, like guys that do like talk shows and stuff like that from way back just wear a suit and tie and that's pretty much timeless. Like the suits will change a little bit but not very much a suit and tie is very much still like the style to wear rather than like other clothing. Like you look at that like, oh, that was not a good look. Uh, You know, that hairstyle, that wasn't, that wasn't going to stick around, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you just try to think about, well, okay, 50 years down the line, if somebody takes a picture and looks at it,
1: will it still look good? Well, that's like a much more sophisticated, classy answer than mine. Um, (laughs) For some reason, I don't know why. Um, I mean, I have a, a thought of maybe why, but, for some reason, when I hear the word classy, I think of penguins wearing suits, listening to jazz music. <laughs> that's like the picture that pops in my head. I'm thinking maybe it's somewhat influenced by Mary Poppins with the penguins dancing in that, possibly. Um, but I mean, those were like cartoon penguins. Um, I, I just think of like real penguins wearing, you know, like a nice tux with jazz music playing.
0: And that's classy. I mean, there you go. Classy jazz joint, you know? hmm Peter, how much do you think names affect the outcomes of people's
1: lives? It's an interesting thing to, to think about, um, and I think a person's name has, plays a part in the outcome of their life. Um, I think that also changes person to person, though. I know for for myself, my name means ro- rock, and I know I've brought that up in, in conversations over the years, and I think it does affect how I view myself. Um, I kind of play off of that, the meaning of my name, and I might make make some jokes or say some things or act certain ways, you know, like my name means rock. So, you know, my bones are hard or whatever. And then that affects how I do things. Um, but I I would imagine for some people, their name might not affect them much at all, if, if at all. But again, that, that could be hard to test because, you know, take them back to the beginning of their life and then give them a different name and then would their life have a different outcome? I don't know. So like, how do you really measure that?
0: Yeah, I think it's, It'd be a hard to quantify, the, you know, which people fall on what side of this question. Um, I think for me, sometimes, like I could imagine it would change people's outcome a little bit because, you know, they say like you are what you think you are, or what you think about, like you're going to end up doing, and all that different kind of stuff. So if you associate yourself with other people that you know with the same name, then that can kind of influence, you know, the way that you might subconsciously interact with life. Um, I don't think it's a deciding factor, of course. It's not like you give someone this name, they're, oh, okay, they're going to be this type of person. I think maybe it could have those tendencies and kind of like the snowball effect where, you know, if so many people are named this name, and then they all kind of have those tendencies, and then you give somebody else that name, and then they'll look at those other people and be like, oh, well, I have the same name. So it could even be like subconsciously, they'll like start to have those tendencies or think they should or something like that. So I think it's definitely interesting, like names... Because that's something I think about, like, my name, because my name's Steven, and I don't really like being called Steve, just because in my mind, that has so much of a different, like, sound, and, like, who I picture with that name is so much different than who, than how I envision myself. Um, so, I don't know. It's just interesting to think about, um, yeah, the, how names could possibly affect people's outcomes. Um, it's not, of course, a deciding factor, though.
1: Yeah, but that's interesting, um, the association that comes with that, you know, all there's many people, you know, have the same name. and Names are repeated. You know, every once in a while there's new names or more unique or original names. But um, for the most part, most names have been used before. Um, so, yeah, to associate yourself with other people with your same name, that could, you know, affect how you think about yourself. Um, that's a cool way to think about it. I
0: think it's also one of those things, like if you look at um, some celebrities, And mostly a lot of times with like singers and stuff like that, a lot of times they'll have like a stage name or, you know, the name that they'll record in or like different authors will do, they'll have their author name or their pen name, you know, I think it is, there is a value in having that name be able to stand out, if not totally unique, at least for the most part, stand out from the crowd. So it's rememberable, um, not just having like what you want, what you do to be remembered and be memorable but also if you associate a good name along with that, that can maybe make it easier for people to, you know, recognize your name and be remembered.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's like the, the marketing aspect to it, especially if you're making something or putting something out there. If your name is John Smith, then, you know, it might not have as big of an impact, you know, if you have a more unique name. Not that there's anything wrong with the name John Smith. That was just, <laughs> your name is John Smith. That's that's a great name. John's a good name. So we have a, a question from a listener this week, somewhat similar to a question we asked each other before. Um, we talked about what movie we could watch over and over again. Um, but this listener, Josiah Hearn, asked what our f- favorite movies are. So more than just one, do we have um, a few favorite movies? I do. Um, one of the movies is going to be what I answered for what movie I
0: could watch over and over and over again, just because it's a movie that I really enjoy. Um, so that one would be The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, just because I think it's a super well-balanced movie, um, but that one I've talked about before. Um, I also really do like the, um, second Sherlock Holmes with Robert Donnie Jr. It's just a really funny movie that, again, is, is, I guess I like well-balanced movies. Good action, good acting, funny, witty, um, also with a decently interesting storyline. Um, so that's
1: definitely one of my favorites. Um... What are some of your favorites? Well, you stole my first one right there. Um, I broke this down into kind of categories. Um, So I have seven different categories, each kind of with a favorite movie within that category. So besides the one we talked about before, um, The Amazing Spider-Man, this one I'm kind of classifying as a a mystery movie, which I tend to like that genre. Um, But yeah, Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, the second one with RDJ. Um, I love movies that make you think. And you kind of, um, movies that take a lot of thinking to follow along with them, they aren't predictable or cliche, um, and they're, they're intricate. Um, and of course, with, you know, the wit and, I mean, and RDJ is just, he's a good actor too. So that adds to that right there. Going down the list though for an, like an action movie, um, I do like the Marvel movies, um, uh, a standout one in those, though, for me, is Captain America: The Second One, The Winter Soldier. Um, I really like the the brotherhood and you know friendship between Captain America, Steve Rogers, and um, the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. Um, you know how they're you know they're at odds in the movie, but really they're best friends, and Captain America would do anything for his his best friend Bucky, um, and so that for me that's really impactful and. Um, motivating um, to be a good, good brother and a good friend. Number three on the list. Um, I classified this as an inspirational movie. Um, August Rush. Do you remember that one? Mm,
0: I do. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but it's still like very vivid and clear in my mind.
1: Yeah, it's a, a music movie. I Guess that's a way to describe it. You know, lots of uh, acoustic guitar, and um, this boy August is a, like a musical prodig- prodigy. So for me, that's very, you know, just seeing how he, he's just naturally really, really gifted in music. Um, that's super inspirational to me. And the soundtrack. I also just love acoustic guitar. So um, I enjoy listening to the soundtrack while working and stuff. And then for comedy, um, I don't remember if you like this one or if you kind of got tired of this one. But our family um, is big on The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So that's up there. In favorites I do like
0: that one I haven't seen it in a while I do quote it often um, I think for a little while there I think I did get tired of it because there was that one there was a few years that we watched it I don't know why but we watched it decently often or it just ended up seeming that way in my memory So I think I did get tired of it a little bit it's definitely slapsticky um, but it is a really good movie it also has the answer to life so that's worth something there
1: yes it sure is yeah it has the uh, the British dry humor that some people Get and like and other people you know don't really care for, but I definitely like that style of comedy. Then going along to the love story category, this is a Ooh new la one. La. Mm. Um, I I would call this a love story. <laughs> um, could probably fit in different categories, but uh, I still believe the new film about uh, the story of Jeremy Camp and his wife Melissa, who had cancer and died from cancer. Just I am a sympathetic sympathetic or empathetic one of those. I think it might be empathetic. I'm an empathetic crier. So if someone cries in a movie, pretty much guaranteed I'm going to be crying also. So that movie, I was basically crying the whole movie. When did that one come out? Um that just released March. Yeah. Oh March yeah.
0: I haven't I haven't seen that. Twentieth.
1: Oh well sorry if I spoiled any of it. It's available um, like on demand, and I think you can buy it now, actually, like an early release.
0: Nice. No, I haven't seen that one yet. It reminds me, what's that other one that came out a few years ago? I felt like that was, a, I guess it was, a, it was the story of um, the singer when he, like, in his childhood, and with his father, um, I don't remember the name of it, but that's what it reminded me of Yeah, we are talking about it.
1: Yeah, that movie was um, I Can Only Imagine which Mm -hmm. was the story of Bart Millard from Mercy Me. Um, And so it was made by the same brothers, uh, the Irwin brothers. Um, This is just their next film. So it's another um, film about a musician's life. Um, So yeah, that's why they're kind of pretty pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Two more. Uh, Musical, I'm not usually a big fan of musicals, but The Greatest Showman... Showman? It sounded weird saying showman. <laughs> the greatest showman.
0: You know, that showman over there. That's a, that's a good-looking man, you know?
1: He's pretty great. Uh, the greatest showman. <laughs> I mean, yes. the word has man in it, so why not say showman? Sounds weird. So you Every can time. say it however
0: you want to, but...
1: Um, I, I really enjoyed that movie. And oh,
0: somebody said I couldn't remember that.
1: Yeah, I, lis- I, really I don't like often too. listen to like soundtracks of movies either, but that soundtrack um, I listened to quite a bit. Just in the background while working and stuff
0: Yeah, I really do enjoy it too That's one of my more favorite movies As well, more so the soundtrack I do, I listen to soundtracks movies Really often actually, so I really do like Different soundtracks, so that was a really good one Mm -hmm. I approve of that one
1: Awesome, yay (laughs) And then for animated um, I couldn't just pick one, so I'm going to say The How to Train Your Dragon trilogy All three of them, I think those are just really well done movies Um, The main characters Are relatable um it's creative and humorous and emotional Might i suggest
0: and- a a potential new favorite um animated movie for you i'm not yes. sure if you've seen it or not i would assume that you would have um um but spider-man into the spider-verse have you seen that one haven't seen it oh my goodness you are in for a treat it is a fantastic movie it is really well made. They use different um, animating techniques into it. Um, Sony actually developed um, a few different techniques um, and layering um, that makes the movie really cool looking and very um, traditional comic booky kind of. Um, anyway, it's a really good movie. I absolutely love that one. That's one that I could watch multiple times in a day and not get tired of it. So... You should watch that one and get back to me if your uh, new favorite animated movie changes or not. Plus, it's Spider-Man, and that's like kind of
1: your thing. So, That is true. I guess I was hesitant when it came out because I had always seen Spider-Man as live action and liked those, you know, to have the the real live person to kind of connect with. I think a big thing of the Spider-Man character is that he's meant to be really relatable. And so for Mm -hmm. me, it seemed like it'd be harder to relate to an animated character than a live action character.
0: The story is still there, and the story is what can drive that connection, in my opinion. Um, so I think it's still definitely he's definitely still relatable. Um, yeah, it's a really cool story, and it it's really funny too. So cool. That's good to know. I'll watch it sometime and get back to you. I anyway, know. So that might be on a new list. Yeah, I like that one. Do you have any favorite Disney movie? Um, more so along the animated genre that you really enjoy.
1: Aren't all movies made by Disney? owned by disney or disney had some part in them these days
0: i think you know what i'm talking about As in the more traditional disney movies like along that princess movie kind of line but you know there's other ones in there too um i'm, I'm curious if you were forced to pick one which one
1: you'd have to pick i guess in general i'm not a huge like classic disney movie fan um mm. that's, that's like its own mm. genre almost like classic disney movies and i, I would rather watch other movies than those um, but if I had to pick one, I'll go ahead and pick Lion King one and a half.
0: <laughs> Lion King one and a half?
1: Yeah, super unique and creative. Um, you know, they did Lion King one and then Lion King two. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the the logo and like design for the new one was coming out, and it was Lion King three. And then Timon and Pumba came in and ripped the three apart and bent the shapes into one and a half. There was a story in between the two, um, kind of more about Timon and Pumba.
0: Mm hmm. Almost The Adventures of Timon and Boomba. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. But now I know. What's yours? Uh, do I have to pick just one?
1: Wow. Um, you can pick <laughs> up to seven, but that would take some time to go through. And people probably don't want to just listen to us talk about movies this whole episode.
0: One of my favorite Disney movies is Mulan. I really like that story. I think it's cool with the different history-ish that it takes, but also, you know, the action of it and that it's a... Um, a girl who is also you know the adventurous one and powerful and all that I think that's cool I also really do like Aladdin though on the flip side of that having the boy being one of the main characters um, and not just like the princess quote-unquote movie so those are two of my favorite Disney movies although there are many um, that I like and I will put Disney music on in the car um, as often as my wife will let me um, and sing along with it so
1: yeah Mulan is a good one Um, I remember that growing up that's was I guess yeah different than a lot of the other ones So that's probably why it stood out more Are you excited for the live action Mulan Whenever that comes out I am did you know it got delayed because of this whole COVID thing yes hence my Whenever it comes out edition Yeah I think they're hoping
0: still July or something like that or Whatever uh, I am yeah it's. I heard that Mushu wasn't gonna be In it no 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 he's like the best Thing the I little, that's a little dragon right He's like so, the funny guy I Don't quote me on those facts there but I heard that somewhere um and then I got kind of like almost grumpy about it I'm like well uh, they can't not have Mushu in it like you know what come on it's Mulan like you have to um so is I he, don't know
1: I will is he not I in the, the trailer see. is he not in any of the trailers um
0: I don't believe so and I think I looked it up at one point um and then it didn't say anything about him being in there but maybe that could change um or I just have my facts wrong but wow anyway that's, not that's to give so you a doubt about it yeah but We will have to watch it and then give people a report.
1: Yep. And I'm glad I'm not in the car with you when you're driving around all the time (laughs) listening to Disney music. Mm -mm. Oh,
0: it doesn't happen often. She, her music tastes and mine are very different. So usually it ends up to what she would like, which is okay. And I will put my headphones in when we get home and then sing along to Disney music then. Very nice. Okay, Peter, my last question for you. Who is the most creative person you know? Mm. Me? Aw, thank you. Appreciate that.
1: I said, hmm.
0: I, I, I heard that as you. Mm-mm. It's me? Oh, thank you. Mm. I appreciate that. Okay. Peter's that's, just shaking his head, by the
1: way. That's a hard question. Um, I, I think everyone is creative in different ways. We were, I think we were created to create. Um, just to back that up a little bit, the definition of creative is having or showing an ability to make new things or think of new ideas. So, I mean, as far as like, Most people probably think of creativity in in the art sense and being artistic and being able to draw and whatnot, but you can be creative in in so many different ways. Um, You could be creative in construction and business and teaching. Whatever you do, you can think of new ways to do something, new ideas to create something, really. Um, But to actually answer the question, um, one of the first names of people that comes to mind is my friend David Masters. He's a creative director at a branding agency here in Medford, um, and I've worked with him in the past. He's just such a creative person, in, in the way he approaches things, and he just thinks of some crazy, awesome ideas. That's like, whoa! I had never thought of that that way, or thought to use, you know, that method of whatever, whether it's painting or design. Um, hadn't thought to use it in in the way he does. Um, so. For me, that was really helpful when I worked with them to grow my creativity as far as, it, as far as it goes, relates to design.
0: Yeah, it can be really cool to have different creative people that are around you and that you keep around you um, to help push your creativity and just your production or just your, you know, you need to stay creative and you need to stay doing things to keep those good creative juices flowing. So it's always nice to surround yourself with different people who are creative and can think of new ideas
1: exactly what about you am i the most creative person you know or is there someone more creative in your life yeah no um my answer to this question
0: (laughs) peter's mouth is a gape on the video screen is it me or is it not me (laughs) um if it's going to make you sleep better at night i will say it's you no i probably if it's not going to make you sleep better at night then i will be honest um no you are definitely really creative and i think that's super cool Um, and you've made your own font um which i have a version of it on my arm which is really cool. Um, But anywho, my niece, Hazel, um, she is a really creative person in general. Um, The way her brain thinks about stuff um, is just fascinating, and it's really cool to watch and to see and to listen to her. Um, She'll make fairy houses all the time um, out of anything, and she was down here the other day, and she's like, Uncle, are you using this piece of wood? I was like, no, I don't think so. Okay, can I have it? Sure. What for? Oh, I'm gonna make a fairy house out of it, and blah da 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 da. da I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that, and da, da 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 da. And like, goes on the whole story about what she's gonna do with this piece of it's just a regular square piece of wood, you know, the scrap. Um. Anyway, and she's done different stuff with like bottle caps, and she always has a story behind it. Um. So yeah, she's definitely. It's just really cool to see this, you know, little girl that's thinking these. I want to say more complex thoughts, but really creative and can express it too. Um. So I think that's really cool um, to watch and to see. So she's definitely one of the most creative people I know.
1: I'm a little jealous because you live in Hawaii next to or close to our brother Jason and his family. Um, his he's got two daughters and two boys. Our nieces and nephews they moved there several years ago, so you get to be around Hazel all the time with her awesome creativity. Um, I miss that. I miss babysitting them and hanging out with them. So, yep,
0: yes. It is so fun being around them and all of them and just to see people that you're close to and related to um, just growing up and developing and yeah, the way they think about things and all of them, they're all so creative and know different things and are super smart and ask interesting questions and just downright funny all the time. So yeah, I'm very thankful to be around them. I miss my nieces and nephews on the mainland too, because we have more over there from different siblings. Um, so I'm jealous of you to get to be around the young younger ones, the youngsters. Um. But no, I definitely enjoy living around. Um, my nieces and nephews here. They bring some joy to my life, so it's cool.
1: We could just trade spaces sometime. You and Sarah could come stay at our house and Savannah and I could come stay at your house and just like swap places for a week or something.
0: Yep, people do that. People do uh the time not timeshare, but yeah, they swap houses. That's like a thing that people do.
1: Yep, that's why I suggested it. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Shall we get into our discussion topic for this week? I got a, a good topic for you. Let's do it. Okay. Minimalism. What do you think about minimalism?
0: I like it. Next question.
1: Next. Topic. Awesome. Very minimal answer, right, <laughs> in line with the, the thought behind it. I enjoy minimalism.
0: Um, I think it's one of those terms um, that is used a lot right now or quite a bit right now um and can mean different things to different people um but the general overall overarching concept of minimalism um i really agree with and really enjoy um i think it's important not to just accumulate stuff and accumulate things from like a physical point of view um and also minimalism in your mind space trying to keep stuff you know categorized nice and more so just thinking about different things um when you allow yourself time to I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe that's different than minimalism. Um, but for me, my brain can often be very scatterbrained. And so it's helped to try to categorize different things in my mind and allow myself different, t- different dedicated times to think about um, different things. So not just to accumulate a lot of random thoughts in my head, but make it minimal. Um, anyway, yeah, I really enjoy minimalism and could talk about it for a while and different thoughts behind it. What are yours? Some are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's cool because it can be applied to a bunch of different areas in life, just the concept of minimalism as far as it relates to, you know, physical things, or like you said, mental, kind of mental minimalism, Um, you know, being intentional with what you're thinking about. Um, So it's really fluid in that way. And I don't know if there's just like one, you know, solid definition of it, it it can be applied Mm -hmm. in um means something different to different people. Um, I know that I've really been interested in it and getting more into it this past year. Um, I just think, in general, my style and preferences kind of tend towards minimalism. And then living on my own um, has kind of confirmed that. And different things that I've listened to and read and watched, what other people have to say about minimalism and how they apply it to their lives has really inspired me um, you know, as it relates to stuff, the idea is to not have too much stuff, you know, have what you need, um, and not much more than that. And all your possessions should serve a purpose. Um, You know, each thing that you have, you should ask yourself the question, does this thing add value to my life? And if it does, then great, you can keep it. Um, You know, it's not about having as few things as possible, necessarily, but being intentional. Um, And you know, if it doesn't add value, then you know, Maybe take a picture of it and then get rid of that thing um, and just simplify and have less stuff and clutter. Um, I know, like at my desk, I, I can't, can't stand working at a cluttered desk. So, anytime I can remove things from my desk and clean it up, um, I definitely like that. Um, and I, I just love being organized and intentional mm-hmm. with a bunch of things in life. So, minimalism, yeah, I'm really drawn to it because of that. No, I think you hit the
0: nail right on the head um when you said that there's not like a specific way to do minimalism it looks different to each person um and can mean slightly different things to different people yeah because it's not like you said it's not just necessarily having the least amount of stuff as possible i think often people can get it confused with that or that's just what they think all minimalism is um but yeah like you said it's definitely it's having things that serve a purpose. And for me, I'm a big fan and a big advocate of experiences. Um, just experiences in general with life, either going and doing things or in your day-to-day life, hanging out with friends, you know, whatever it is, just experiences to me add a lot of value. And if stuff can help with those experiences and allow for different experiences, I think that adds a ton of value. So there's some things that we have and own that are not maybe necessarily use on a daily basis but say once a week or whatever, it provides this experience for us. Um, and I think that's definitely something to keep in mind when you look at minimalism and how you go about your life, organizing your things is, okay, is this thing gonna you know, be a hindrance to something that I wanna do, an experience I wanna have, or is it gonna be a help and an additive? Um, and, but to really look at that stuff kind of through a microscope, because it, you, can, uh, you can often just wanna collect things because like, oh, this is gonna make this easier. Oh, this is gonna make this easier. But if you step back and really look at it, is that actually going to make it there? Or is that a stumbling block? Oh, I got to set this up. So, oh, that's kind of too much work. I don't want to do that. You know, so I think it's definitely a struggle um, starting. And like me and my wife have talked about this a lot, because like starting out in life, we don't have the stuff, you know, that everybody, a lot of people older than us do. Um, And so it can be a cool position we're in. But there's still like that weird drive just to want to collect things, just because that's like the thing to do. Um, and it's definitely harder for different people. Just that urge to, you know, oh well, I grew up in a house that we always had this on the counter. We never used it, but we had one, so I think I should have one. You know, there's that kind of urge to fight too. Um, and I think that's yeah something to be aware of and kind of you know navigate life um, wisely with trying to you know not collect just tons of stuff just because that's like the thing to do. But really step back and think about it and what's actually going to serve you well and what's going to last and getting quality things I think is a big part of that um how do you um manage people in your life that aren't a fan of minimalism or it doesn't come as naturally to them um yeah what's your what do you do with that if there's somebody who's just say not very inclined to be minimal um and it's just either kind of messy or cluttered or just has a urges to collect things you know
1: I, I try my best to survive when I'm at their house and just be like, <laughs> um, uh, it's okay, I'll make it through this. And then when I get home, I'm like, ah, this is nice. <laughs> and then my wife and I talk about it for a while. It's like, yeah, it's just interesting to to see how different people live. Yeah, it's hard for me to understand how other people can live in a messy or cluttered house or situation. Um, I mean, for me, because I don't, like tons of clutter and mess and it seems like it takes a lot of pressure or stress off of things to you know have things simplified and you know just have less things and less clutter around and then, you know there's less mess or things to clean up or organize or whatever um, so it's just it's really it's different and hard to understand how people live I guess with themselves in a way um, but I mean I also you know don't tell myself that people are different and people value different things in life and a mess to one person might not be a mess to another person. And they could be like, no, it's not messy. That's just where things belong. And that's how, yeah. how we'd go with it. And they don't really think about it. That's a super hard thing to, um,
0: to be okay with. Cause so truth be told, and everybody knows this, knows Sarah and I, I am the organized clean one. And Sarah in general is not, she tries really hard. Um, But it's like even like looking at our nightstands, like our nightstands, like mine will have like just the essential things that I set down at the end of the day. And my wife just has different things there. I'm sure she uses them. I don't really know what for, but they're just there. Um, But yeah, it's really hard to honestly, it is really hard to live with somebody um, who just doesn't see it. You know, they just don't it doesn't matter to them. They just don't see that it doesn't register in them. What's clean to them is not clean to me. That's nobody's fault. Nobody's wrong or right in that situation. It's just different. And I think that's where a lot of grace has to come in um, on both of our parts to be okay with um, both of the other people being like, okay, God, like this person is not created the exact same way as me. However, I need to love them and live with them and give them grace. Um, and then you hope that they would show that in return as well. Um, so, anyway, just, it is hard when it's your house, though, too. If you both are on the same page, that can be awesome. Um, but it's one of those things that you sort of have to navigate, um, just try to navigate it. Well, um, I just mentioned that because I think it's one of those things that people can look at and be like, Oh, I would love to do that. Oh, but my parents, you know, they aren't very organized or, Oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, but my brother that I share a room with isn't, Oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, but my spouse isn't, you know, and there can be certain ways that you can refine certain areas of your life. And also I have to like control the whole scenario. Um, but there is different ways that you can think about stuff more minimal and, um, try to help organize your life that way a little bit.
1: Yeah. That is a a hard dynamic to, you know, have a husband and wife that are, are, are different in that way. I'm really thankful that, um, my wife and I are on the same page when it comes to minimalism and stuff and, you know, not wanting a ton of stuff and, um, you know, both preferring things to be simple and clean and, um, you know, not having a huge attachment to things. Um, one thing for me, that's been helpful is over, over the months and weeks and whatever, you know, I'll go through, you know, a closet or go through my desk or different areas and kind of see, you know, what I need, what I don't need, what can I get rid of? And then, you know, like, okay, this thing, you know, this has some value to me. So I'll hold on to it. Um, you know, if it's like some, um, a tool or something that I think, you know, will be useful to me, I'll keep it. Um, But then, you know, if weeks or months go by and I I look at that area again uh, and then I realize, you know, I haven't used this thing at all in the last several weeks or months, chances are I probably won't use it again for a while. So, you know, I can probably let go of it. Um, So kind of just constantly optimizing and reevaluating things and um, seeing what is really needed and what you just keep because you think you might need it. Almost like the the fear of the unknown or not wanting to not have it for that one very specific time you do need it, um, so I think yeah there's plenty of stuff that people have that they could probably let go of because they don't really use it or need it.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the cool things that it's become more popular with like neighborhoods having the borrowing thing or you know the neighborhood I can't remember what it's called, but me and my brother Jason since we live so close. We have that kind of dynamic starting to develop where like I'll have one thing and he'll have a different thing or we'll share. We both don't need a table saw, so we'll share a table saw or something like that. And that can be really cool if that's available to you um, mm-hmm. to either have neighbors um, that you can do that with or family or stuff like that. So everybody doesn't need to own one of everything, one person in the group having it um, and then sharing it and vice versa can be a really good um, additive to help minimalism.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I was thinking of a, a YouTuber that I follow, Matt Diavella. I've talked to you about him before. Um, he's a minimalist, and you know, has made plenty of YouTube videos about minimalism. He directed a documentary um, called Minimalism that's available on Netflix and a bunch of different platforms. Um, and his wife, Natalie, is not a minimalist, like in any way. Um, so that's just fun to watch his videos and see that relation um, and interaction between them. Um, and you know how, like the the clutter or having lots of stuff to her, she's like, no, it doesn't really bother me. It doesn't, you know, hinder her ability to focus or think on things. She kind of, some people thrive in, um, the busyness or clutter of things where other people are like, uh, no, I need stuff to be cleaned up and simple.
0: Mm -hmm. Very nice. Maybe I'll have to watch that to gain some insight into, into how they handle it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's some, some resources that I'll leave in the show notes on our website for this week's episode um, about minimalism. Um, there's a website called theminimalists.com, and it's these mm-hmm. two guys, you know, they call themselves the minimalists. Um, that's what the, the documentary that Matt did, it was about them and, you know, some other things, but mainly kind of following um, some of their journey. Um, so there's plenty of resources on there, and um, they have a podcast about minimalism and um, so I've definitely learned a lot from, from those two resources.
0: Very nice. Yeah, it's cool to have different um, experiences that you can see and read and glean um, info and wisdom from.
1: Mm-hmm. And to wrap up the topic about minimalism, I, they have a quote that they have on their website and they usually end their podcast with, which I, I really like. Um, it goes, love people, use things, the opposite never works. That's really so just, good. Yeah, just that focus on, you know, not loving things or loving stuff and being so focused on that, but just flip it around and love people first and then, you know, things ultimately don't really matter.
0: Yeah, exactly. People do.
1: Exactly. And now we have some listener mail this week. Um a few more because let's see, today's Friday. Monday, we officially announced the podcast on social media and everything so people have actually been listening to it the first three episodes we recorded um, and I mean we published them but we didn't you know no one knew about the podcast yet so our our mom of course emailed and had a, a couple corrections in one of the episodes we were talking about where we were born and where we live and you had said that you were the first sibling to not be born in Hawaii. Technically, that's incorrect because our older sister Heidi was born in Colorado.
0: Yes. And in that episode, I did know that and I was thinking about that as I was saying that sentence and I was like, okay, well, if I have to clarify that my family was living in Hawaii, but then spent like a year in Colorado and then Heidi was born there and then moved back to Hawaii in that sentence. I didn't feel like that would have made it too confusing to share that. But thank you, Mom, for writing in and correcting that. So that is known um, in the universe um, that, yes, I was not the first kid to not be born in Hawaii. Um, my oldest sister, Heidi, was. She was born in Colorado. Um, and then my family moved back to Hawaii, and then to Oregon, and then blah, 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 blah. The rest is history.
1: Yep, exactly. And then back to the episode where we talked about soup and cereal. The cereal that you were thinking of... Um, I forget how you were describing it, you know, something hard and crunchy. Um, you were wondering if it was like cream of wheat or oatmeal or something along those lines. Um, mom clarified that up also and said that it's grape nuts, which my wife also um, told me about. Um, and she's, mom yes. said that our, our great-grandma liked those on top of her granola. Um, so grape nuts are a little... I don't know why they're called grape nuts, because I don't think they're made from grapes. And I don't think grapes like... There's no nut that comes from the grapevine or anything, so it's a weird name to me, but that's what they're called.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there's some whole history about there, and cereal used to have more nuts in it and stuff like that, so maybe that's where it comes from, but yes, no, thank you, mom, that is exactly what I was thinking of, Um, yeah, a hard cereal that if people like, that is awesome, you're entitled to like what you like, Um, but they are not for me.
1: Another listener mail, this comes from Mike Hill, he Cleared up our orange conundrum that we have when I talked about how I think oranges should be renamed because orange is a color. Why is it also a fruit? Uh, he sent an article that um, was saying that the fruit came first and the color came after. So I don't really care one way or the other that much. I mean, I guess I like the color <laughs> orange a lot, but maybe the color orange needs a new name. Then the fruit can can keep its name. They just there just needs to be a different name for one of them. So. Someone can can pick one and rename it.
0: Thank you also, Mike, for all your input and advice and just your observations about the podcast. Um, thank you. We're just starting out. Yeah, it's just fun to do a podcast and um, just get the ball rolling. And then I'm sure we will get marginally better, hopefully, over the time that we do it. Um, and yeah, this is a way that Peter and I can catch up and stay connected and do some fun together. So if people can enjoy it along the way and glean something from it, Um, then that is awesome.
1: Exactly. Yeah, this podcast being, you know, like three years in the works, um, we simply needed to just start it in order to start. Um, That's what one of my YouTube videos is actually going to be about. It's just simply starting, um, not waiting until, you know, whatever, till you have this, until this is right or whatever, but simply starting and then learning by doing. Um, I really like that concept. Um, You know, you can learn by reading and watching and you know, going to school and all this stuff. But um, a big part of learning, I think, is just by doing whatever it is you want to learn. So for us, podcasting, we've never done it before. So we're just kind of making it up as we go and, and learning as we go. Um, you know, For instance, we learned that it, it helps a little bit to send each other questions ahead of time so that we can think about that. So that's been cool. Um, and there's plenty more that we'll learn as we go. Who knows where this show will go.
0: Exactly. And both Peter and I, before we started um, the podcast, we talked about how produced or not we wanted it. Um, And we both err on the side of liking things a little bit more raw and real in a sense. Not that edited things aren't real, but just that raw realness. So that's part of why the podcast maybe sounds the way it does or it flows the way it does. And I'm sure we'll get better at all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, it's not necessarily meant to be the most produced show ever or very nicely crafted we will try to hone our skills and make it better as we go along um but still keeping that sense of realness and rawness um i think there's a sense of value there too
1: Mm -hmm, definitely just two brothers having a conversation asking each other random questions discussing different topics catching up and hopefully along the lines there's some humor and some advice that people can um learn from and can be entertained by the show in some way Exactly. Well, Stephen, that wraps up my agenda for this week. Thanks for podcasting with me. It was fun.
0: You're very welcome, Peter. Um, Thank you for podcasting as well. Thank you for leading the agenda for today. It's nice to have a break. Peter and I are flip-flopping back and forth, um, leading it or, you know, steering the ship or whatever. So it's nice to have a break. I will catch you next week um, and I'll try to come up with something to help us um, steer the ship with.
1: Thank you. Sounds great.
0: Well, Peter, just like last week, it is about that time for me to go pick up my wife from work. So I got to skedaddle out of here to go pick her up um, and then get back home to go on to the rest of today's adventures. So thank you so much for podcasting.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. We will, no, we, me, I will podcast with you and talk to you next week. We're so good at this (laughs) ending thing. You know, I just don't like (laughs) endings in general. So ending something is, is not my specialty.
0: You know how I normally end something? You just say say bye.
1: And then I'm just like, okay, bye. That's what I do sometimes too. So, okay, bye everyone.